Glory to God. Good to see y'all this morning. I'm good to see you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, if you didn't, or if you weren't in the first service, go back and listen to it. We're continuing to teach. Uh, the Lord instructed me uh, before last time that I preached at the beginning of December. Um, the first Sunday in December, I ministered on the perfect day, the perfect life. I'm continuing that. That's part of the book that the Lord's told me to have written during this season, during this year. So it'll be in book form by this summer. Uh, we're believing that uh, it'll all go perfectly and get it done. Amen. Um, we've had fun. This morning, I ministered on your hilarious attitude brings victorious energy, which brings favor and ending never. And so uh, you need that message. I need that message. There's times where I need to go back and listen to my own messages. Amen. And remind myself of what God's done for me and to stir myself up. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. 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 The joy of the Lord is your strength. So could you at least smile at me this morning? Everybody smile at Pastor. Thank you. The smiles look good. Joy. Uh, Joy should bring happiness. You should have some smiles on your faces when you think about joy. So it was really fun. Actually, you can go back and watch it if you didn't get a chance to. You know, um, it was fun doing it. And we had fun this morning. It's important for you to have fun in the house of the Lord. Amen. There is joy in the journey. If you don't, if you don't have joy in the journey, the Bible says, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that you and I should consider it all joy when we face trials so we can be happy in the midst of our ugly circumstances. Not because it feels good or it looks good, uh, but the reality of it is that we've promised a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Amen. And so we're going to win. So you should be excited about winning, amen? So uh, stay excited. I love you. Uh, Pastor Justin and love you. They will be back with us next Sunday. Uh, look forward to that and what God has in store uh, ministering to us on a new song is what he ministered last time he was with us. And are you singing some new songs? Uh, I, my wife and uh, uh, them, they said that this morning that I need to, when I write, finish writing this book, I need to, in the back of it, write down all the songs that I sing in the middle of when I'm preaching because it's a, you know, because you need to have a song. You should have a song to everything that God's doing in your life. That's what those Psalms are. You know, if there's 150 chapters of Psalms, come on, then there, there's a reason why there's, that's the biggest book in the whole Bible. All right. So we should be singing a song of some sort, right? So it's important. Well, if you haven't listened to any of the messages or don't know what the perfect day, the perfect life looks like, uh, you can look at it on a podcast or on YouTube, but I want to just recap a little bit, okay? The first thing you have to do, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is your relationship with God. It's not how many books you write or how many uh, messages you preach or how many people you get saved. If you're going to have longevity, you're going to continue to fulfill your days in victory and the way God's intended for you to do. The perfect day, dot, 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 equals the perfect life. you got to live every day like if it's your last. If you do that, then you won't have any regrets when you're all said and done, right? So the perfect day, though, has to start off every single day. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main thing is your relationship with God. What does that look like? You know, you should have a constant revelation, a constant communication with God all the time, not some of the time. If you're going to have perfect days, you're going to need God in on those days. Amen? If you don't put God in your day, then your day's not going to be great. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be dull, boring, and uneventful. Really, seriously, except for events that you don't want. Amen? 
Because when God authors something, he finishes it. And whatever God starts, he finishes to the point that he wins. And if you want to win in every area of your life, then you're going to need to have God on your side. Amen? So the main thing is keep your main thing, the main thing, the main thing is your relationship with God. Okay? So cultivate that. There's some different ways that you cultivate that. Reading the word, praying in the Holy Ghost every day, writing down the things that God gives you, the things that God gives you. Amen? That's what you want to do. You want to make sure you're writing these things down so that you can run with what God's told you to do for that day. And if you'll do everything that God's told you to do today, then you've done everything that God wants you to do. And if you do that every day, at the end of your life, you will have done everything that God wants you to do, resulting in the perfect life. Amen? That's good, right? Okay, so there's some obstacles that you hit every once in a while, and one of the biggest obstacles is you. Right? So, one of the things you have to do is you've got to forget what is behind. Sometimes you need to get rid of your behind, right? So, you want to forget what is behind. What I mean is your past. You want to forget your past because your past will never let you go where God's called you to be. Right? And do what God's called you to do. So, you've got to forgetting what is behind, pressing forth into what is ahead. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I've got to let go of the past. You have to let go of the past in order to go into your future. Okay? Yeah, it's, it's, it's inevitable that that's something that has to take place in our life in order for us to accomplish everything that God wants to do. In order for us to have the perfect day, the perfect life, we got to let go of yesteryears. All right? Come on now. And we've got to put on the full armor of God and go forward, not backwards, in our relationship with the Lord. Amen? You know what? You're going to make mistakes. Why the perfect day, the perfect life? Today is different than yesterday. And you did some, you'll do some things today, hopefully, that you can build on for tomorrow. All right? But also, the thing is that sometimes you want to forget yesterday. Right? Say adios. Right? See you later. Sarnaya, don't come back again. Okay, amen? All right? Why? Because it wasn't that great. So you've got to be the one to do that, though, is shut the door on yesterday. Okay? In order to go forward. In a way. The other thing is you've got to press towards it. You've got to press towards it. Right? Press. Anybody ever play basketball, full court press? All right, it's kind of like the last, that's a two-minute two minute drill when you're going down the football field. At two minutes, you're trying to get it done, trying to get things done, snapping fast and everything like that. Well, you, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about pressing here. There's some things that you and I have got to press past, and it's our, it's our past is we've got to press past it so we can go into what God's called us to do. Amen? So there's some great nuggets in these messages. This morning, I preached about your hilarious attitude, which brings victorious energy, which brings favor unending never in your life. So you'll laugh your way to victory. Ha ha. Okay, so you need to learn how to laugh in the midst of your circumstances. The Bible says, consider it pure joy, my brother, my sister, when you face trials of many kind. Ooh, ouch. When things hit you hard, that's when you need to get to where you just look at it like no big deal. It has to take place because you're going to get hit. Whether you like it or not, you're going to get hit. Just a reality check for you right there, okay? And so what he's saying is, look, check this out. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you get hit by, I've given you the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. The way you attack that is you've got to consider it pure joy. When you face this trial, because it's, it says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, there's no temptation, test, or trial that has come to man that God has not already provided a way out for. And if God's already promised you the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith, then you know whatever you're going through, you're going to be able to get through. Amen. Right? And I told the story about my daughter uh, when she was a baby, Gabriella. So this is like 13 years ago. But I f- fell down the stairs. And that's how I got hilarious attitude brings victorious energy, which brings favor on any never. Uh, carpet burns, 
laughing down at the bottom of the stairways. Go back and listen to the message if you didn't get a chance to. But that's when God spoke to me because on my way to the refrigerator, I said, devil, if that's the best shot that you can take at me at 2.30 in the morning, you got another thing coming to you. And as I opened that refrigerator door, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, your hilarious attitude brings victorious energy, which brings favor unending in your life. Never. And so in the midst of your circumstance, so I, it doesn't feel good when you got carpet burns, 2.30 in the morning, you wake up your guests that are sleeping in your guest room underneath you, right? You know, but you got to learn how to laugh at circumstances like that. So the Lord began to speak that to me. And about a month later, the Spirit of the Lord uh, spoke to Dr. Savell and specifically and said, Rick, your, your joyful attitude, which that is what the word hilarious is, your joyful attitude is about to bring promotion beyond your highest expectations, dreams, or desires. What, is he, what was God doing? He's confirming that word. In order for you to have the perfect day, the perfect life, the reality of it is not every day is going to be perfect. But you can make it perfect. You choose to stand in the midst of your circumstances. It's a choice. If it's going to be what? If it's going to be, it's what? It's up to me. The Bible says, choose this day whom you will serve. If you're going to have perfect days and end up with a perfect life, you're going to have to make choices every single day. And the first choice you have to do is make the main thing the main thing, and the main thing is your relationship with God. And in the midst of the circumstances, as you go out for the day, you're going to have opportunities to fail. You just can't take any of them. Yeah. And you've got to choose in the midst of your circumstances to laugh at the devil out loud. Ha ha. Seriously. You got, that's a rap song. If you don't got it, you need to go listen to it. It's really good. So you've got to learn how to laugh at the devil because he's going to hit you. And in the midst of your circumstance, you laugh at him because you know that you've got the victory that overcometh the world. Amen. Your faith that God's given you. And he's given you the same measure of faith that he's given Dr. Savelle, Brother Copeland, Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagin, John G. Lake. You name it, the same faith that he gave them, he gave you. You and I just need to get developed in that faith in order for us to walk in all that God's called us to do. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our what? Faith. That's whatever. The just shall live by faith. That's right. You and I got to develop our faith where that is concerned. What does that take? It takes a daily exercise of the word of God coming into our lives on an everyday basis. And he's to choose choices that we make. We're going to stand on the word of God because that's what the word of God says, whether I feel like it or not. Because some days you do not feel like it. There's a reality. But you're making a choice. No, I'm going to stay in the middle of this because God's already promised to me that I'm going to the other side. He's asking you to come out off the shore, right? And there's times when you get out in the middle of the, of the ocean and it gets rocky. Come on. It's all good when you get that dream from God and you're excited about it. And all of a sudden, boom, something hits you. You're like, I don't know if I want that anymore. <laughs> you know, seriously, it's a reality. You get hit. It's ugly. Hit it back. Come on. You're going to fall, but you've got to rise. I may, I may fall, but I shall arise. Amen? And it's a choice. In the process of having the perfect day and the perfect life, you got to understand one more, another thing. There's a couple other things. But this thing right here, I believe, will help you in every situation. Because don't look to the left or to the right. You have an audience of one. Your day is not determined by what other people think about what happens in your day. Your day has everything to do with what you and God are doing in that day. Nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. No one knows what's going on in the midst of your heart, but God. And you've got to know that you know that you know that you've stood before the almighty God. Say, God, I've given you everything I've got. Because when you give him everything you've got, he gives you everything he's got. 
You have to recognize you cannot do this on your own. You were not created to do this on your own. And if you don't keep an audience with God in every situation that you're going, you need to pull God into your situation in the midst of every single one of your days. When, th- when it feels like all hell's broken loose, you need to remember that God is, not, is never going to leave you nor forsake you. He is always by your side. He is a faithful God that remembers his covenant to a thousand generations. And he's on your side and he's with you. Remember that your audience is not what other people think about you. Oh, do you know what so-and-so did? Ooh. You know, forget it them. You know what your family said? Forget what your family says about you. Come on. You need to know that you know that you know that nobody else's opinion matters except God's. When Pastor Cassie gets up there and worship, when that works, they know they have an audience of one. Whether you sing or not, they're going to worship. Come on. And that needs to be yours and my attitude when it comes to whatever we're doing. We're going to choose to worship God in the midst of our circumstance. I'm going to choose to laugh at the devil out loud with God. Not because I'm expecting everybody else to see what I'm doing. I'm letting everybody, I'm letting the whole heaven and earth know because I've got a relationship with God. I can laugh at the devil because my God is for me. And if my God be for me, who can be against me? My audience cannot be my pastor. It cannot be a minister. It cannot be my, my office or the place that I work or the people that I work for or my family or my husband or my wife. My audience has to constantly be one thing, and that's God. The main things that keep the main thing the main thing, and that's my relationship with God. When everybody else fails you, God's not going to fail you. Come on. And that's got to be the anchor to your soul. God will never leave you nor forsake you. In the midst of whatever, because the reality of it is life hits you hard. You got to hit him back harder. And you hit it with the word of God. And you don't meditate and confess the word of God because you need something to manifest. You need to meditate in the word of God so you can know who you are and whose you are and who's fighting for you in the midst of your circumstances. When you and I spend that quality time with God every day, it's building us up in our most holy faith so that we can be ready for the circumstances that we face every single day of our lives. That's why you meditate in the word day and night. That's how you become like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You bear your fruit in your season because you're spending that quality time with the Lord. So when you do come outside of your clear closet, no matter what goes on in the world around you, you're able to sit in the midst of the storm like nobody's business. And everybody else is wondering why you're, pan- you're not panicking, why everybody else is panicking. It's because you know in whom you have believed. And it, it doesn't come just by you calling on him. It comes by you spending intimate time with him on a regular basis. It comes from you looking into the perfect law of liberty that gives you the freedom to stand in the midst of your circumstance and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to the other side. You've got to have that. I've got to have that. My wife can't give that to me. Your husband can't give that to you. Nobody can give that to you. No minister, no preacher, nobody can give that to you except God. Oh, there's no greater place to be. My parents told me years ago, my dad told me my freshman year of high school, this was in the first message that I preached. He says, I'm going to fail you. Your mama's going to fail you. People are going to fail you because people are people. He says, they don't mean to. He said, they're just people. He said, but God will never you. But that's registered home with me as a 14 year old. God will never fail you. My dad was sitting there going, I'm going to fail you. I'm going to make mistakes. That's okay. You're going to make mistakes, but don't measure yourself by your success. Measure yourself by his success. He's the author and finisher of your faith. You aren't right. 
Quit trying to author or write something that you weren't created to write. Some of your failures have been by you trying to do something rather than letting God do it for you. All right? Come on. It's important for us. Say, I have an audience of one. Let's look at this in the scriptures, okay? Woo! <laughs> this is so good, amen? I like this. This, is a, this, is, this has been a joy. I don't know if it's been a joy for you, but it's been a joy for me to preach this message. It stirs me up. It builds me up. I went back and listened to myself preach, and I, I preached to myself. You know, I think you just need to, sometimes you need to preach to yourself, amen? There's nothing wrong with that, you know? You believe your words more than you believe anybody else's words anyway. Right? Come on. Look at Micah 6 8. Micah 6 8. <sighs> Micah 8 6 is good too. When I fall, I shall arise. But Micah 6 8. There's a Stephen Curtis Chapman song. This is a good one right here. Right here. I'm just another song. I just, the song is you got to get a song in your heart. A song in my heart. A song. In, remember that one? A song I was born to sing. It's your song of freedom. There's another song for you. Okay, so, yeah, Hillsong. Old school right there, baby. Bring it back. All right, Micah 6.8. He has shown, now come on now. Can y'all do me a favor? And I, I love, first, love y'all first service people, but man, can y'all be a little bit more excited than they are? That would be really nice for me, okay? Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> I love y'all. I love you. If you're, if you're listening to this, second, first service, love you. Okay. <laughs> Micah 6, 8, he has showed you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly. What's the, what's the just do? Live by To love kindness. So we got to love people, right? We got to be kind to people and mercy and to walk and to humbly humble yourself and walk humbly with your God. To humble yourself and walk humbly with your God. The main things that keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main thing is your relationship with God. I've got to walk humbly with God. Not with what I want to do, but with what God wants me to do. I need to have every single day of my life a spiritual checkup with God. Say, hey, what do you want to do today, God? Not jump up in the morning and say, hey, Lord, this is what I want to do today. Come on. You got your little bullet point list there. You're going to, I can check off list. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to, you just go, wake up and say, hey, Lord, what do you want to do today? Come on. Come on. Wake up early enough to do that for first of all, right? <laughs> so before you go to work or whatever else. The Bible says, he who seeks me early shall what? Find me. Yes. If you're wondering where God is, wake up a little bit earlier. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Be a little more happier about it, right? It's, it's the truth. That was another part of the message that I preached in the first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You got to seek ye first, not last, not after everything else has failed. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? So he's saying, walk humbly with me. Come on, humble yourself. Don't feel like you have it all together. Right? Put more confidence in him than yourself. And just go before him and say, hey, Lord, what's up? What are we going to do today, man? Just be real. Just be real. It's okay. It's all right. Seriously. Just sit down and go, hey, God, a cup of coffee. Just come on. Be real. Take a walk. There's times in the middle of the day, my wife knows I, I'm going to go for a walk. 
What did, she, what, did I, what did I just say to her? I need to spend some time with God because nothing else seems right right now. So here I go. Seriously. That's exactly what she knows that is. Or I'm going to go for a run. They, my family likes it when I go for a run. I come back a whole a totally different person. Why? Because I spend time with God. Seriously. Everybody's got their happy place, right? With God. Find out where that is. Remember when Chip was here and he talked about that place that the, the Jewish people look for is that you, where is your place? You need to have a place that, you, that, that place with God. That you just spend some time with him and no distractions. Amen. That's a fun place to be, right? So, but that's when you can hear from God. So that's part of your responsibility. What does the Lord require of you? Not to run out and do this and do that and do this and pay this and get this done and get this done and build this. And no. First, your first priority is to walk humbly with him. Yeah. I mean, Enoch walked with God and then was not. You can wake up and just spend time with God and nobody knows where you went. Hello. Hey, come on. This disappeared. That's cool. Pray for your wife and your family. They try to figure things out, but you're with God. It's pretty cool, man. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, I love it. Brother Hagen talks about this and I've heard Brother Copeland say this recently. Brother Hagen had such an intimacy with the God that he still hasn't gotten to yet. That's relationship. God is more, God cares more about his relationship with you than what you do for him. Because you can't do anything without him. And so if you don't have a relationship with him, how are you going to get anything done? You're doing it. Your works are as, that's when he says, your righteousness is as filthy rags. Because you're, you're doing this stuff. But man, you let him in on it, it's, it's boom, bam, boom, it happens. It's like effortless. Why? Because he's doing it. Right? How's that start? Humility. Humility is just going, God, what do you want to do? What's your plans today? Just think about that. If you did that every day, you would not have an unsuccessful day. As long as you go out and do whatever it is, to do whatever it is he tells you to do. That's why the Bible says when you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do everything that he tells you to do, then he'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success and everything you put your hand to will prosper. Right? That's what we got to do. We got to get better at it though. Okay? So you got to forget what is behind. So you know what? You might have messed up yesterday, but you know what? Today's a brand new day. Hey, forget about it. Wash it out. It's gone. See you later. It's out of here. That five minutes ago is gone. Okay? So you know what? Just repent. Say, okay, Lord, what do you want to do today now? You know, you, have, you may have had plans today already. Were you willing to change those plans if God asked you to? What do you think? Jay Iris was probably screaming at Jesus. You can't stop and help that woman. In his, in his inside, hey, wait, my daughter. Just chill out. You're with God. Right? Come on. If you know in whom you're walking with, come on. And it's everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Let's go to Psalms 37, 3 through 5. I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. It says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord. Not yourself, not your own abilities. And do good. So do whatever he tells you to do. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness. 
He's the faithful God, right? His faithfulness. And truly you shall be fed. Oh, you're going to be taken care of. So whatever God's saying, let it, let it be. And you're going to take, be taken care of. You don't worry about yourself. That's why he says, seek you first the kingdom, all these other things shall be what? Added unto you. Take care of whatever God's telling you to take care of first. Everything else will take care of itself. Glory to God. Delight yourself in this. Woo, delightful. Yay. Woo, right? Come on, get excited about it. Oh, God, what do you want me to do today? No. You're like, no, that's not it. No, stop. You're going, God, okay, God, what is it? This is going to be cool. I get another day with you, God. Right? You wake up excited. Go to that little clip. My wife lets me. Okay? You get excited about what God wants to do in your life. Right? You just get a little, mm, you get excited. That's delighting, right? He will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. When you're just, hey, God, what do you want to do today? All of a sudden, the blessings come on you and overtake you. I love that skip from go. It's, bam, it overtakes you. What, you're just doing whatever it is God's told you to do. Hmm, delighting yourself in it, in the process. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repo, rep, repose. Is that how you say that? Each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident. Also, where's your confidence? It's in him. See, when you spend quality time with him, it's his work, not your work. So then whatever you put your hand to is going to prosper because why? It's his work. Right? You can have confidence. Being confident of this, he's doing this work with me. I'm his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. But if I'm constantly doing what I want to do rather than what he wants me to do, it ain't working. Right? So I've got to be, I got to do this instead. Y'all getting this? I'm getting this. This is good for me. Okay, trust and lean on him and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Go to uh, Proverbs chapter 3, 5 through 6. Real similar. It's one of my, this is the scripture my dad gave me when he told me, your mom's going to fail you, your dad's going to fail you, we're going to fail you because people are people. He gave me this. I'll start verse 1 just because it's that good. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. For length of days, verse 2, for length of days and long life and peace, they shall add to thee. How would you all like to have that? Sometimes you want your day to be shorter because it ain't very good, right? So, but, so when, you, when, you, when you do what God tells you to do, when you're, you're right, come on. Length of days and long life and peace in those days. That's kind of good, huh? Shall they add to thee? Let not mercy and truth. That's that word mercy, the same mercy that we saw a while ago in Micah 6, 8. All right? Mercy. What are you going to be? See, you're not just, God's not just making deposits in you just for you. Because if you're going to have the perfect day, the perfect life, it can't be all about you. So this audience of one, I learned, I had to learn a whole different lifestyle of I am crucified with Christ now. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, not by the faith of what Ricky can do yeah. or Danny can do. Do you see this? You have to live in the confidence of what God can do through you. Yes. And it takes a daily crucifying of the flesh in order to accomplish that what God has in store for you. Because you want to go do your own thing. Everybody does. It's just, you know, you want to make it happen, right? Just let God do it for you. He wants to make it happen for you. Hmm. 
You got to have confidence of this, being confident of this. He who began this work, he'll continue it until the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, so mercy and truth. So the mercy and kindness is for other people, right? Brother Copeland uh, will begin to minister because marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of God. And I love what he said. There's a couple. Of, there's quite a few things that he said, but one of the things he said: if you're going to see the marvels and the wonders that they're talking about, you're going to have to get outside the four walls of this church. And you're going to have to be an extension of what God wants to do and begin to intercede for people all over that need the same message that you've gotten from Jesus. See, God's not trying to sanctify you just for himself, just for yourself. He's given you the ministry of reconciliation so you can reconcile the world back into yourself, to himself. Amen? So, so what is he saying here? Let not mercy and truth forsake you. You're going to understand the perfect day and the perfect life does not come by you just going after what you want. It's the, perf- the perfect day, the perfect life comes from you pressing towards a mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You want, a, you want a, an amazing, amazing heavenly account? Go after souls. That's it. It's got, if you want to see success in your life, believe God for success for somebody else's life. That's right. You, you're, that's your heart. That's the heartbeat of God. He, he died for me and you. He gave the greatest sacrifice of all. He came to earth. He was a man. For you and me. And he gave it all. And he's asking us to give it all. So to walk humbly with him every single day. What do you want from me today, Lord? Show up. You know what? God just begins to bless you because you're being a blessing to him. Because what you reap is what you, what you reap is what you sow. What goes around comes around. Remember, that's another song for you there. Okay? What goes around comes around. So whatever you're sowing is growing. So if you have the perfect day, the perfect life, you're going to continue to sow the seeds that God's telling you to sow. They're going to grow and they're going to come back to you. So what you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. Right? You getting this? This is good, right? That's the perfect day, the perfect life. When all of a sudden your life is a a constant revolving, uh, giving and receiving that's taking place in your life. The The quicker you give, the quicker you get. It just keeps coming. It keeps coming. It keeps coming. God's the blessing. Those are the that's the blessings that are coming on you and overtaking you, because you and I are constantly being a conduit for the blessing of God to flow through. We're saying, "Here I am, Lord. Send me. I'm here today. I'm ready to check in. What you got for me today? I'm ready for you, Lord. What is it? Hmm. Right? Okay. So, the, but who is this for? So people are going, "Oh, good job." No, that's not what it's about at all. It can't be about that. Man, it's about God. Look what the Lord has done. Not look what you've done. Right? Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. Why does he? He ain't going to heal your body so you can sit on your couch and eat bonbons. Come on. Right. He wants you to get out and go be the blessing that he created you to be. For you to go lay hands on other people. You need healing. Go watch your, you want manifestations of, and this is part of the prophecy that Brother Copeland prophesied the other night. He says, if you're going to see marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of God in your life, go out and be the conduit for other people to get theirs. Yeah. Pretty good. Looking for an opportunity. God, use me today. Put me in, coach. Come on. Get excited about it, man. Looking for an opportunity somewhere, somehow to be a blessing, to be what God's created you to be. Right? Wow. Be the little boy with the, with the two fish. 
You know, it's a three-piece dinner, right? Yes. Be that person. That's what I got, Lord. What do, you, what do you want to do today? You know, mm, glory to God. All right, so, man, can I get through this? All right. He says, look at this. He says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. How do you write them on the tablets of the heart? The tongue is the pen of a ready writer. The tongue is the pen of a ready writer. And you write it upon the tablets of your heart. What are you doing when you're meditating on God every single day and you're just going, man, you're so good, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why? So that I can be the blessing that God created me to be, right? So I give, Lord, and it is given unto me. So I'm a giver, Lord. I'm giving. What are you doing? You're creating. You're writing on the tablets of your heart something that you do on a regular basis. And what does it do? It begins to manifest in your life. The tongue is the pen of a ready. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My past is in the behind. Amen? It's not making my behind bigger, though, I promise. Okay? My past is in my behind, right? So, so you got you to get, get out of the way. What I am. This is who I am. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the most high God. I'm an heir to the throne. Right? So that I can, I can release that and, and, and give other people the ministry of reconciliation. Reconcile them back into God so they can experience what I'm experiencing. The more I sow it, the more it grows in my own life. Glory to God. Okay, so, but you got to speak it out of your mouth. That's part of your spending time with God in the mornings. You're, med- you're speaking that word. Your confession is not so you can, your f- confession isn't for you to get. Your confession is creating the, the flow of God to give into your life. It's building up your belief system so that you can believe that you can be the conduit and the, the filter by which God can do what he does. Does that make sense? So when I'm meditating, when I'm speaking the word of God over my life, it's, not, it's changing you, not your circumstances. You're trying to move. If I confess a thousand times, this is, this is who I am. Come on. You're confessing, 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 and you're wearing out your confessing. You confess it so many times, you don't want to confess it anymore. Hello? Has anybody ever been there? Hello, McFly. Okay, you know what I'm saying? No, you see, you realize you're cultivating, uh, you're writing on the tablets of your heart, and you're getting rid of the weeds that are in your life. Because what happens is, is you're, you're speaking it so much out that you're starting to believe it in your own heart. And when it comes so full on the inside of you, it just comes out of you effortlessly. Amen? It's, it's getting, you have more belief in what's going into you than what's coming out of you. All right? Don't, think about it for a second. You're confessing. This is like, say, okay, we're believing for your healing. All right? By his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I'm, I, I am healed, whole, and delivered. I'm set free. I'm healed, whole, and delivered. By his stripes I'm healed. I walk in divine health well and prosperity in every area of my life. So I'm confessing this constantly. There's going to come a point, the more you say it, eventually you just believe it. There's no way that it can't be wrong. Rather than what everybody else is saying in the midst of your circumstances, you believe it because that's the word of God. It will not return void. It'll do what it set out to do. You just got to flush out all the negativity that's trying to come out against you all the time. Come on. All right. And it comes from spending your time with the Lord. 
right? All right, so, so shall thou find favor and a good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is what I wanted to get to. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I just, yeah. And lean not on your own understanding. When you're having an audience of one, you're focusing on God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on what? Your own understanding. You ever hear somebody preach a, a scripture and automatically you get a thought process. And you, you think that's that scripture. Stop. Examine yourself. Ask God, what are you saying to me? Because if not, you're leaning on to something that you understood before. There's more to that scripture. There's more than meets the eye. Right? Transformers. It'll transform you. If you'll let God transform you. But if you think you know it all, you know that scripture, you've heard that message before. That's your own understanding. So if Dr. Chevelle or Pastor Justin steps up here and preaches a message that they preached before, you should just praise God. This is going to be good. Because I'm going to get a stronger revelation of this than I ever had before in my life. I'm not going to stop where I've been. I want to keep on going. Come on. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. What are you doing? You're, you're giving him you're his audience. Your audience is him. And all you're going, God, okay, is this good? Did I do good, Lord? Not, hey, what did you think of that, Betty? Cassie, what did you think of that? Was that okay? No, that should not be my response. That should not be my question. Come on. That's, I mean, we've all been there, right? Or if I'm the only one, right? You're looking for someone to tell you, good job, buddy. That was it, man. Yeah, you're the man. No. You need to have an audience. God, what did you think about what I just did? Lord, was that okay? You know? Seriously, that's, that's got to be it. Okay. All right. I love y'all. <laughs> so I love Pastor Rick. Hey, man, that's good. All right. Let's go to Colossians. We're going to go to Colossians. This, um, I was going to have, I, I, this recently, my dad called me and said, Hey, Rick, man, I got like this, um, this box, a couple of boxes of basketballs. And I said, you got, yeah. He said, they're like blue. And I was like, blue basketballs, what, what is he doing? This is, they live in Waxahachie, and I haven't done a camp in Waxahachie in, I guess, five or six years. So I was like, what is he doing with a, with a box of baskets? He said, there's a lot of them in there. And I'm like, all right. So we go over to Christmas break, and um, he goes, he brought it one to me. It wasn't aired up, and he handed it to me. And uh, I was, had a, a, the privilege of being mentored by a really neat guy. His name was Don Eddy. And uh, there were his basketballs from his camp. And he had sent me some for giveaways for people that would come to our basketball camp. So I spent quality time. My wife and I, he's went on to be with the Lord last year. Uh, but, uh, you know, when he was 73, I mean, we were looking at him. He's like a, going all over the place, just an amazing man of God. And, and uh, on his basketballs, he had a scripture, and it was Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as in a God, not as in a man. He did the, uh, went back just a few years ago when Cassie and I uh, met with him. It's been about four or five years, I guess now, Cassie, maybe longer than that, huh? six or seven. But um, he, would, uh, he was doing 52, 50, anywhere from 50 to 55 camps a year. And so and he was in his mid-70s. So uh, you can see the impact that he was making, but he ministered the gospel at every one of his camps, and that was part of his things. He actually started the, the basketball program for the University of Texas in San Antonio. Uh, neat guy, just a precious guy. Uh, but him, as, lo- as well as another one of my mentors, they used this scripture a lot. 
Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as in the God and not as in the man. And let's look at this whole passage of Scripture, though. So go to Colossians chapter 3. I want to read 14 through 17 to start off with. It says, Above all these things, put on charity. That's that word, same word for mercy and love that we were studying a while ago. Remember what that? Right? Okay. Uh, Which is the bond of perfectness. That's when you're thinking about other people. Okay. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sing them with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That's boom. If you want to talk about Pastor Justin's message on get your song, that's it. You should be singing a song. I want to sing you a love song. Seriously, you need to be singing a love song over each other. You need to be singing over each other. You need to be singing the word of God over each other. These songs that come out, they come out of me for a reason because they're in there. Right? So out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? So you and I need to be doing this. Now keep going. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto God the Father by him. So whatever you do. Now go down to verse 23. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, like one translates, wholeheartedly, as to the Lord and not as unto men. Why? Because you and I have an audience of what? Of one. Who's the one? God. So my life is not measured. At the end of when it's all been said and done, my mama's not going to be there with me. My daddy's not going to be. Pastor Justin, Dodgersville, none of you are going to be able to sit before me and the Lord. And God's going to tell me one thing or another. And hopefully, and I believe it will be, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've done what I've told you to do. I believe there's a lot of people, they're still going into the kingdom of God. But he's going to look at them like, well, but I did this, Lord, and I did that, and I did this. Yeah, you did that. But that's not what I wanted you to do. I said, I don't want to be like that. Do you want to be like that? No. Nobody wants to be like that, right? If, you, if you're looking for people to praise you for what you're doing, then you've you got the wrong audience. If you're looking for how many people are following you on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, then you've got the wrong audience. But if you're doing whatever it is that God's telling you to do, man, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you. They gotta, you know what? If they got a problem with it. Don't tell them to talk to God about it. Right? Seriously, that's a really, that, that resolves you. That gives you a way out. God, what do you want me to do? And if somebody gripes about what you're doing, oh, forgive You better talk to God about that one. Seriously. If you have, a, if you have, I love that because, you know, there's time, if God tells you to give this away and give that away and, you know what? God's telling you to do it. Then do it. Well, don't you know how much you spent to get that? What are you doing that for? Somebody in your family will be telling you that. Right? You, got, you need to tough, turn a deaf ear to them. God, what do you want me to do? You got to have that audience of one. There's a fight for an audience. People are jockeying to try to get your attention. To get your, to get you, they want you to look for their approval. I'm telling you, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When you let not mercy and truth forsake you, you bind them around your neck, write them upon the tablets of your, you find favor with God and you have a reputation for good judgment and common sense with people. God and man. 
You will have favor with God and man when you go after whatever it is that God's telling you to do and you make God your audience, not your boss your audience. Or your pastor your audience. Pastor, do you know what I did last week? Come on. Right? And it's easy to do. I mean, you know what? We, you know what? Go to God. Man, God will tell you how awesome you are. He'll tell you how precious you are. How precious. That's a scripture in Psalm. How precious are the thoughts that he thinks towards you. How weighty is the sum of them. He wants to tell you how much, how beautiful you are. How wonderful you are. How amazing you are. How fearfully and wonderfully made you are. How he perfected you specifically like he wanted you to be. Not for anybody else, but just for you. So that you can do exactly what it is that he's called you to do. Don't compare yourself with somebody else. You will not have a perfect day if you're constantly doing that. If you're looking at what the models look like and what's so-and-so wearing and how come I don't have this and how come I'm not driving this and how come I don't live here or how, how come my kids don't go to school here? Come on. What kind of job I have or what kind of job I don't have? Come on. There's things that are by, they're, they're bidding for your, your, for your attention to get them to be your audience. And you got a Heisman. Get it out of here. Reject it. And, and, and what, your, what your focus is, is God. Don't be a man pleaser. Be a God pleaser. I go to Jeremiah chapter 1. This is, you know, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. And in verse, verse 5, it says, Before I formed thee, and you can take this for yourself. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest out forth, I, out of the womb, I sanctified thee. See, God knew you, knew exactly who you were, and he set you apart for exactly what he needs you to be. So quit trying to be what everybody else thinks you need to be. Oh, one of the oh, cool testimony, uh, you know, this is, this is why we go to C4C. This is why we go to Champions for Christ. Is uh, A few years ago, uh, Chip had one of his nieces stand up and give a testimony about how she had heard from God about where she was supposed to go to school. She was offered a full ride. She, was a, uh, she ended up being an All-American basketball player. Uh, she was a, a very talented young lady. And her grandma, Billy Brim. Don't y'all think Billy Brim knows how to hear from God, right? Okay. It's telling her, you need to go to RU. You're going to scholarship. You need to fulfill your dreams. No, Grandma. I believe God's told me to go to Rhema. But you don't want to throw all that away because you got a scholarship and all this. And she says, Mimi, I'm supposed to go. Okay, pay attention to this. You have to hear from God for yourself. And Billy Brim was actually given the testimony of what she did because her, they trained their babies how to hear from God. So she, you know what she did? She did what God told her to do. You know what? It was the right decision. And later on, Mimi was saying it was the right decision. So if you're waiting for man's approval, you're going to be disappointed. Time and time and time again. But what happens is, is you and I have got to spend that special time with the Lord every single day. Get charged. Just, God, what is it? Am I okay, Lord? It's okay to ask God that kind of question. God, check me. You know, you judge yourself lest you be judged. So is there something, Lord, else, something else I need to do? 
What is it that you want me doing, Lord? Not measuring my success or measuring who I am by somebody else. Like a, I, I do, and we work with students all the time. I do not like it when a parent compares one child with another child. There are two different kids, two different people with two different callings on their life. Don't measure one child's success by another child's success or lack thereof. They were created unique and special to be exactly who God created them to be. And just because they don't match up to brother or sister or somebody else, that does not mean that that's not, they're not successful. Amen. And don't let anybody else tell you that either. Well, if you were your brother or your Stop. You got, a, you got an audience of one. Look into Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Let him keep authoring what he started. He'll finish it, I promise. So, in Jeremiah, look at this, though. This is what brought me here. Verse 17. Thou, therefore, gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. There were some things that God's going to tell you to do that everybody else is going to tell you, no, you can't, there's no way. But you, when you've heard from God, stand in the midst of the storm and watch God pull you out. I don't care what anybody says. When you're spending quality, intimate time with the Lord, when you spend time worshiping the Lord, part of that, keeping the main thing, is you got to spend the, the audiences. Don't come in here so people can see you worship. That's not why. I can tell you this right now. That's not why these people that come up here, the people that are coming up here, they are drawing themselves closer to God. I don't care what anybody else thinks about the way you were. Man, get yourself before the throne room of God and let God speak to you so that you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt what he's saying so that you can do whatever it is he's telling you to do. You have to cultivate that relationship with God. I can't cultivate it for you, Pastor Justin, Dr. Zavell, your wife, your husband, your mom, your dad. Nobody can do that for you except you. And if you seek and search for God with all your heart, you're going to find him. And when you find him, he's going to unveil the hidden truths that you've been looking for in your life. They're not hitting from you. They're hitting for you. But it takes you and I hunger and thirsting for our right place in God in order for us to be where God's called us to be, to do whatever God's called us to do every single day of our life. And I have got to hunger and thirst for God just as much today as I did yesterday. And I got to wake up the next morning. I, gotta, I, can't, I can't go off of my successes that I had yesterday or my failures that I had yesterday. Today's a brand new day. I get to start all over again. I get to look at somebody and smile. I get to be a blessing to somebody. I, need, I get to see what it is God wants me to do today to be a difference in the world that's around me. Every single day. And that's what should be mine and yours charge. And you know what? Don't care about what people think about you. What they're saying about you. Does, don't be dismayed. You know, Bible says, he says, if you do, he will confound you before them. I don't want to look stupid, do you? <laughs> right? I don't. And the only way I know that I won't look stupid is I got to do whatever it is God's telling me to do. Yeah. It may not look it may not look cool to the natural man, but it does to God. Yeah. And when God, when you please God, He makes everything everybody else like you, yeah. whether they like it or not. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so nice to you. Well, I do. It's called God. Yeah. Amen. They can't help themselves. It's the favor of God in your life, and favor ain't fair, right? You have an audience. Say, I have an audience of one. Are you enjoying this? You know, it's so important. You know, you've got to fight. 
You, you and I have got to fight for this. It's not, I'm, I'm just being real with you. Because if you don't, then, then they're going to win. Satan's going to win in all his cohorts. It's not, it doesn't fall off like ripe, us up, ripe apples off a tree. I wish it did. But in order to live the perfect day, the perfect life, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to put yourself in a position to receive God's best. You're going to have to make a choice every single day. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Every day. You know what? You know what? You may mess up. So what? Just dust yourself up. Take Micah 8.6. And when I fall, I shall arise. A righteous man follows seven times, but he gets up eight. You keep getting up. Don't play nine inning games. Play till you win. And don't let the devil hang stuff over you like, well, you know, when you did this, I remember that. That's the devil talking to you. God says as far as the east is from the west, he removes, blots out, doesn't even remember any of your transgressions. All you got to do is say, Lord, forgive me. Repent. Turn the other direction. Go the other way. He cleanses you. Makes you brand new. I preached a little bit of this in the first sermon, in the first message this morning. But that's one of the hardest things that I believe that keeps people from having the perfect day. Is they think about yesterday. That's, I'm telling you, you are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's, you're his workmanship, not yours. He began this work in you. He will continue it until the day of Jesus Christ. Wake up in the morning. I don't care how many mistakes you made the day before. You dust yourself off and say, Lord, I, I apologize. Forgive me. Here I am again. You may f- the Bible says, if he told Peter, how many times, when Peter asked, how many times should I forgive you, my brethren? For the same sin. 70 times 7? Hmm. That's 490 times for the same sin. For the same sin. Yeah. Right? How much more does your father love you? It just takes everything that you've got and just goes, no big deal. Come on. Let's go. Start over. Pick, come on. It's like a baby learning how to walk. How many times did that baby fall down before it ever learns how to walk? Over and over. Bam. And you're kind of, ouch. They don't care. They pop back up. Yeah. Go for another one. Seriously. That needs to be us. Just touch yourself off. Come on, keep going. Go, 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 go. Man, if you could see where Jesus brought me from to where I am today. We could go off. I mean, I, I'm sure there's so many testimonies in here of your past. So don't let it, don't let it come up again. You don't bring it up. Roll the care of it over on the Lord because he cares for you. You are clean. The moment you just come to the Father with a repentant heart and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Let's stand to your feet. I'm going to give you a chance to do that right now. I believe we're supposed to do that. I believe some of you are struggling with some things. And uh, we're just going to give you an opportunity. And just, just, uh, I'm not going to, we're not going to come up. Nobody's going to come up. I just want you to hear my heart. Hear the Lord where this is concerned. I need you to do me a favor. Right now, I need you to go into a place where you have an audience of one. So everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Everybody. This is, I believe this is more for people that you've had a relationship with God. You've, you've, you've experienced your relationship with God. But you know what? You've been doing it your way. And you've been falling. You've been messing up. You've been, you just feel like, man, I, I, I can't get it right. No, you cannot do it on your own. 
With man, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So wherever you are, if you're listening by broadcast or by podcast, you've got an opportunity to just, you know what? I start over today. That's the coolest thing about every single day. You can start over every day and focus on making this day, today, your best day. You want your best year? You want your best life? It starts with one day, and today's the day. So, everybody in the sound of my voice, I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me. Now listen, you can pray it out loud, but it's only by your heart, your confession. The Bible says you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, then you're saved. So let's pray this out loud, congregation, people by way of internet. Say, Father God, I come to you this morning. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, Lord. I don't want to make a mistake. I need your help, Lord. I've sinned. I've missed the mark. I ask you right now to forgive me. I receive my forgiveness. Lord, let me be what you want me to be today and every day for the rest of my life. I choose to forget my past even five minutes ago. I take authority over every thought and my obedience is unto you. I choose to obey you from this day forward and every day for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Isn't that good? You know, if, um, if you're experiencing that, I'm going to ask a couple of Thrive Group leaders at the end of service when we're all said and done. Thrive Group leaders, Joseph, if you'll come up here as well. Uh, Thurmans, if y'all will come up here as well. If you need prayer, if, you just, if you're struggling with that, it's not supposed to be a struggle. Okay, the moment you ask. The Bible says, and, and, and this is important because you need to see this. This is, the, the Lord is talking to believers here. Not people that are in the, he's talking to believers, says, if, you're, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to, for, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He'll forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But you know, sometimes you just need a touch from God. You need somebody to pray with you and get an agreement with you. If, you, if that's you, there's going to be some people up here right after service at the end to minister to you. If there's anything else that you need, whether it's if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking tongues and, and would like to receive that. They'll pray with you to receive that. If you need prayer for your body or if you need prayer for a family member, there's anything that you need prayer for, that's what these people will be up here for, okay? Just know you're not supposed to do this alone. I know people are going to fail you, but you know what? God uses people as well. And you got to recognize that God's surrounded us with each other for a purpose. When one falls, the other picks them up. We're not here to condemn you. We're here to pick you up. 
and to go somewhere with you. We as a church are going outside these four walls and bringing more people into the kingdom of God. And we're going to love each other in the process of going there. Amen. Did you receive something this morning? Amen. Well, step back down for just a quick second. Pastor Cassie's going to come up.